Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I have a great guest with me. Uh, I'm so honored that Sherry Franklin from Muttville Senior Dog Rescue is joining me. And some of you have probably read the article that I, that I wrote about the amazing work that she's doing, but I was so inspired by reading about her that I contacted her and asked her to please swing by for a quick interview. So Sherry, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Any so chance I can get to, to really spread the word and the gospel of senior dogs makes me very happy. It's a good one. It's a good one. So back up and tell people that don't know your story about how you fell in love with, um, with the double-digit dogs, as I like to say. How, how, <laughs> what was your introduction to this amazing group of dogs that are oftentimes overlooked in the shelter system? So for, uh, for me, it all started when I started volunteering at an animal shelter about 25 years ago. I fell in love with this beagle I don't know, bassity girl who arrived at um, the SPCA where I was dog walking. And she was about eight years old. She wasn't, to me, that old. And she was wagging her tail. And she was so fun. And I walked her. In fact, I went there every day before my real job to walk to make sure she got out for a walk. And um, one day I came in and, and she wasn't there. And I thought, oh, that's so great. She got adopted. And, you know, I asked about her and um, she had been euthanized. And she had been euthanized because she'd been there too long. And she'd been passed over for all the younger dogs. And I was devastated uh, to, to find that out. And... Uh, I vowed on that day. I vowed that I would do something about that. I just, I, I just couldn't believe it because I started to see the pattern. So I started taking a dog home every single week or two weeks and finding a new home. And um, I realized it was a, it was a big problem. And and uh, I realized I could find homes for them too. So uh, that's what I did. I, 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 I decided to start a nonprofit. I had. Uh, it was a lot of work, and every day I learned something new about how to start a nonprofit that made me think, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. It's too hard. But every day I got one more thing done, and I started a nonprofit in 2007 uh, to rescue senior dogs. Um, and uh, there's no turning back. There really isn't. We've saved over 6,000 dogs at Muttville and found them all great homes. So wonderful and so inspiring, really. So inspiring. You know, for me, uh, I grew up in a kill shelter, but um, for me, older dogs are an obvious choice for busy working people because their personalities are clear. They, they, you know, you know, when you get puppies, you're kind of responsible for a lot of forming, making sure that you're doing everything right. Older dogs are who they are. And I think that that transparency is such a blessing to people that, um, that need, they, you know, they're looking for a dog that fits a specific type of lifestyle. Older dogs provide clear, um, transparent, um, uh, uh, clear proof of who they are, which I think is oftentimes um, people are afraid to adopt older dogs for lots of reasons. What are some of the 
I don't want to say excuses, Sherry, but what are some of the common things you hear people don't want to adopt senior dogs? Maybe they're afraid they're going to get sick or there's not much time left. What, what is kind of some of the common things that you run into? People first come in and they might think, oh, I don't want to get an older dog. I lost my dog and I just don't want to go through that again. It's going to be too hard, too fast. And, you know, to really the truth is, is that you go in, when you adopt an older dog, you go in knowing that your time may be limited. And people tell me over and over again how rewarding it is to feel like every moment counts. So you've got an older dog, every moment is precious. You learn to live in the moment. Um, I uh, feel so rewarded in being able to give um, an older dog that second chance at happiness. So I feel rewarded at the same time as the dog is absolutely getting that second chance and getting so much love. We have um, adopters that have adopted from us time and time again. They said they'd never go back to a young dog. It's just they love the soulfulness and the, the ease that an older dog has when right away, right when the dog comes into your life, you know that they are, they know who's, who's uh, buttering their bread. They, they actually know you're rescuing them and, and they're, they reward you every day. Sherry, how do you, do, with the thousands of dogs that you have to help find homes, probably second and third homes for some of these dogs, is mm -hmm. there a recurrent theme? Is it their, their, do their owners, I'm sure it's a myriad of different backgrounds, but mm -hmm. is it primarily that their owners die or divorce? Is there any type of, of, of classic scenario that you're rescuing these dogs from or all different backgrounds? You know, we... All of our dogs um, do come from different back backgrounds, but there is there are a few things that we do see, and um, some of them are extremely sad. You know, somebody's gone into a nursing home and can't take their beloved pet with them. Uh, some people um, have passed away, and and their family members can't care for the dog. But we also see people moving and landlord issues. Uh, we see people having babies that, and they don't want to have their dog anymore. Um, we have actually seen people decide they want to get a puppy and they, um, they just don't want to keep their older dog. Um, um, some come from extremely loving homes and, and have never known anything but love in their lives. And then we have others that have lived in a backyard their whole life. And, um, and both, both need love equally. And, and it's, it's really, um, actually, I, I use that as a marketing tool because there are people like me that want to take the saddest, the most, um, the most, uh, uh, the, wor the, the, the worst case scenario, the job, they want to rescue. They, they're, they're rescuers. They are rescues, rescuers at heart. And then you have other, you know, like a family that wants a family dog that's always been loved. So you get, you know, you get the people that really want to, to get a dog that they know that has come from a family that's gotten lots of love. Um, and I use both those examples because literally those are the two different 
sides we get. We get the dogs that have had no love and need it. And we have the dogs that have gotten so much love and they need it. So um, all of our dogs need love. All of our senior dogs need love. And, and do you see, Sherry, compared to younger dogs, do you see a period when these dogs first come into rescue that there is a um, sh um, shock? Are they, do you see, because they're older, are they, is there a period to work through being overwhelmed a little bit longer? Or are you really quite shocked at how resilient some of these older guys are? I can tell you that I am very shocked at how resilient our dogs are in general. Um, we've really set up Muttville where our shelter is very home-like. Um, we are, we try and, um, have, when the dogs first arrive, we don't have kennels. We try and really sort of recreate a home environment. So most of our dogs, I mean, some of them might take 24 hours, 48 hours to warm up. But I have to tell you, so many times I get a dog in and I'm like, oh my God, this dog wants to attack everybody wants to attack the other dogs and 48 hours later this dog is crawling in your lap you know just begging for love and um dogs i think they know i think they know when they're safe and at muttville we really try and create a, a a place that feels very safe to the dogs and actually the humans that come to visit them too yeah, that is wonderful. And so when you were, when you kind of inadvertently fell into starting a nonprofit, it wasn't like you set out, you know, to, to do this, but you stepped up, you saw a need, and, and you started this magnificent organization. How did you decide what is old? How, how did you, uh, what's the criteria for, for older, you know, for, because some breeds, older is a little bit younger, and then there are some breeds that are longer lived. How do you, how do you define old? Because <laughs> some people call me old, which I get, but it's all relative. So and I, I feel old sometimes, but it's all relative. I think some mornings I feel really old, and some yes. days I feel really young, and, and, and I agree with you, but I got asked this question just this morning uh, when somebody came and said, what made you choose seven? Because we chose, I, I actually said, okay, we're gonna take dogs seven and older. We're gonna consider those dogs to be senior dogs. And that is because at the shelter where I had volunteered, at this point I probably volunteered about 15 years, that dogs that were seven got passed by. I don't know, dogs that were younger, jumpier, bouncier, and were begging for attention in the kennels, they would usually get adopted. So I chose seven and older. Now, if, if somebody calls it the Great Dane or a Mastiff and we feel like, oh, you know, we might take a five-year-old um, Great Dane because, you know, obviously they, their life expectancy is uh, quite a bit shorter than a Chihuahua or a, a Poodle Mix that can live to 18. So um, I chose seven and uh, I still feel very, you know, good about that choice. What's the oldest dog that you've adopted? Oh, we've had some real oldies. Um, we, we had a 19 year old Jack Russell. Um, we've had oh. quite a 
Yeah, I know. His name was Goofy, and he was Goofy, and he would run around like, ah, he was so fun. I love taking him to the beach. But um, we, we get 17 and 18-year-old dogs. Um, our average age is 10. I like to say, if I don't know what how old they are, I say they're 10. Because uh, we get a lot of seven-year-olds and a lot of 12-year-olds, and then everything in between. Um, but we don't we don't have a cutoff um, age wise, so we we are open to taking older dogs. We definitely want to look at quality of life. Um, we do believe in euthanasia as a gift to an animal that's suffering. And you know, if we have an 18 year old that is really not having a good time at life anymore, um, you know, we aren't afraid to 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 have that discussion possibly with an owner surrender or um, you know, with, within our team to decide whether a dog, you know, really, a, a, an 18 year old older dog probably is not really enjoying life anymore. And, and we do um, believe that euthanasia can be a gift at that point. But we also get a 17 year old dog in here that's happy and interacting with every dog and every person and you know, those dogs find homes. It's just wonderful. So I have to ask, is the, is the need substantially greater than the service you can provide? I can only, I guess I just look back to my time in a shelter and there were, we never had enough cages. Um, the need was, uh, the need for adoptive families was far, far, far greater than what we could provide. I'm assuming you're in the same situation. As Muttville has become more well known, um, we get more and more requests. It, I mean, I dream of the day when we have to go looking for senior dogs to add to our shelter, but we have not had that happen. <laughs> I don't know that I'll be around for that to happen, but I do have to tell you, we get, we get in about 20 to 25 dogs every week and we adopt out 20 to 25 dogs every week. So I'd like to think that the need is great, but people are also stepping up to adopt as much. So, um, you know, hopefully there, there becomes a balance. And have you had other people doing rescue around the country or maybe even the world call and ask how, you, how you're doing it? Because it is, typically speaking, shelters do struggle mm -hmm. with older animals. Are you giving advice to other people mm -hmm. in rescue on how, how to help out? Uh, our whole strategic plan is to, I don't want to have uh, Mick Muttvilles around, but I want to spread the word, the gospel of Muttville and senior dogs and how we do it. Um, I've spoken at the um, Humane Society, HSUS, their animal expo. I'm speaking again this year at the expo as well to talk about how we market, how we I like to say, make senior dogs sexy. That's what we do. Exactly. I was going to say that, and I thought, I don't, that may come across really weird, but I was going to say, you make senior <laughs> dogs. It's enticing people open their minds to think about doing something that they otherwise wouldn't have because you're giving them literally food for thought, which that's, is awesome. That's, that's yeah. exactly what we do. And we are doing, we tr we've tried to be innovative at every step of the game. And, and just learning what we've learned in the past 11 years on what works, what doesn't, and not the same, 
it's not cookie cutter for every dog. Some dogs need to, to be adopted by a rescue type person that wants to rescue. Other dogs need to be more uh, uh, ready for a very perfect home that wants specific dogs. Um, we really try and we learn from our mistakes, we learn from our successes. Um, we also are working on a lot of different programs. We have a hospice program, which has really taken off and been extremely successful in finding homes for our dogs that maybe don't have as long to live uh, or have are suffering from an inoperable condition. Um, and we have interns that come and they learn what we're doing and they take it back to their shelter. I just feel like there's so much people can be doing and so much people can learn and want to be doing these things that um, we want to put it out there. We want to push it out. So great. So, and you've had actually some, I think, wonderful success in, um, I'm going to say special needs older dogs mm -hmm. and kind of physically high maintenance older dogs. And those mm -hmm. are back when I was doing shelter work full time. Those were dogs that were automatically euthanized because they were, they were just too much work. Mm -hmm. But you're also shifting the mindset with those, just as you and I are going to become higher maintenance, the older we get, um, right. <laughs> so our, every other beloved in our family, you know, we things get harder, not easier. And you're helping to rearrange pet lovers' mindsets around uh, that that task is a blessed burden that we can take on and do it excellently. And so help, help us understand how you shifted mindset when it comes to more special needs older animals. Um, like I said, I think that every animal, every dog anyway, has the right person for it. Sometimes it does take a little longer and it it is a little more challenging. But um, my favorite dog that, I mean, he's still my favorite dog. He's His name was Spanky. When we got him, he was dragging his back legs. He had urine burns all over him. He was in, he was, uh, he needed to be expressed because he couldn't urinate on his own. Um, we got him wheels and we called him Spanky Hot Wheels because he would run. It was, it, he was so full of joy that he could finally get somewhere and he'd run everywhere and we'd express him. I actually have now, I love expressing dogs because it feels so rewarding. <laughs> but um, we try to do things a little differently here by, by, by turning that into a positive. I mean, gosh, you know, if you have to express your dog, you know he's not going to have mistakes anywhere because you're going to actually put him somewhere to express him so his urine comes out where you want it to, in the yard, in the garden. Um, just the joy of seeing an animal that hasn't really been able to walk, be able to walk and, and go, I mean, literally um, on blocks, a mile-long walk because he's got wheels. And um, how if, if you want to meet new people, the best way you could possibly meet new people is to walk one of these dogs that has wheels on. So, you know, we bring out, we just talk about how positive the experience can be instead of turning it into just a hardship. It, it doesn't have to be a hardship. It can be something really fun and really rewarding and enjoyable. And, and uh, we try and always put a positive spin on our stories. Even if it's the dog came from someplace really bad, we want to be hopeful. We want to, I think hope sells. I think positive stories sell. I think that 
Muckville from day one always talked about these animals in a real positive way instead of in a, in a negative way. And, and I think that's, that's what attracts so many adopters to us. So great, so great. And you have a, a great team of volunteers. And that, oh my God, yes. We need to talk a little bit about the fact that um, you are an amazing human being, but you're not doing it all yourself. You've got people who have caught the vision. They've caught your vision. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we have about 300 volunteers. We have about 75 foster homes. Um, you know, maybe 50 of them are active all the time and, and the others will, you know, if there's a fire or a disaster, we go in to help at a hurricane. People come out of the woodwork that, that you know, our old foster families say, I want to help too. So um, we have a lot of great volunteers. I also have a staff here. I know I started on my own in my house, but I couldn't do it without our fabulous staff that really make things run adoption manager we have a foster care volunteer manager um, these people really really help us get these dogs in and out or we we just couldn't do it but um we you know we're all about everything's positive we try and make a great match if somebody has to bring a dog back we don't judge them by about that either so i think it's it's really about um making uh, our what we do d dog rescue accessible to everybody so nobody has to be afraid of coming to a dog rescue or an animal shelter that they're going to be treated with respect that they're going to have somebody there to help them and help them find the right animal um, and we have volunteers that walk every dog at least three times a day I mean people are devoted to old dogs and if you start an, an animal rescue that's a senior dog rescue, I guarantee you, there are people that want to help. We really struck a chord with the general population because guess what? We all get old. That's right, it's common right. for all of us <laughs> and do unto others as she would have done unto you. <laughs> we need to take very special care of all of our senior mammals. We can gain insights from all of these older creatures in our lives, for sure, for sure. So Sherry, if you could, if you could impart some words of wisdom, if you have, if you have, if maybe this is the very first time anyone's ever <laughs> thought, didn't even your dog exist, what would be some words of wisdom that you would share? Well, I think I like to, there's two things that I've always say to myself. And one thing is never say never. Don't ever say that dog is never going to find a good home. Um, don't say, I can never do this. I live by the fact that, you know, never is, don't ever say never because things change and people come out and people can help. And the other thing I like to say is always ask. People go, how did you get this started? I asked. I asked for help in every way, shape, and form. I asked for help in starting the nonprofit. I asked for help for uh, financial help to help us build what we have. Um, don't be afraid to ask and ask and remember you're asking for the animals. You're not asking for yourself. So you don't have to put your ego in there because you're really asking for what you believe in. If it's dogs or cats or, you know, homeless people, whatever it is, if you're asking for something to help 
you're not, it, it, it shouldn't be about you. And you, and you will get a lot more yes answers than you would if you never asked at all. So inspiring words, you're an inspiring human, you're doing inspiring things for beautiful older dogs. Everything you're doing is just heartwarming and it's been a pleasure and an honor to help share your story, but also to get the word out about you're doing it um, in locally and you're making a big dent for those animals right in your local area. But it's something that we all can, we all can participate in regardless of where we're at. And I think that some of the neatest things that you've done is people around the world are rethinking uh, adoption of animals over seven because of you and because of Muttville. So I am forever grateful for you shifting mindsets when it comes to aging and how we view aging. So thank you so much. I, I thank you for having me. It's been really fun talking to you. I've yeah. heard a lot about you and now I got to actually meet you. <laughs>